Finishing up the last few bites of half of a sandwich. It's going to be rough today, guys. Dental stuff is all good right now, I think. I got a whole new set of problems. And it's hard for me to sit here and record because my back is fucked up. My, uh... Sorry, my SI joint, my sacroiliac. Let me actually look that up. I just went in and had it officially checked, and that is what the problem. SI joint. Uh, join it. Oh, my typing is horrible. Sacroiliac joint dysfunction is improper movement of the joints at the bottom of the spine that connect the sacrum sacrum to the pelvis. It can result in pain in the low back and legs or inflammation of the joints known as sacroiliitis. Sacroiliitis. That doesn't sound good. Um... There's all these videos on here. It says best sacroiliac joint pain exercises. Well, I was told not to do any exercises or stretching for this. What happened, by the way, today is June 25th. Sorry, I have an ice pack, ice pack on the back of my seat. So I, every now and then I have to just lean back into it and just enjoy it. So... By the way, as I'm recording this today, it's Busy Phillips' birthday. Hey, girl. I know you're not listening, but hey. Hey. Um, Busy's big 40th, I believe. It's amazing. Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> Says the 50-year-old. So last week... I went out to Riverside to see my mom, you know, my weekly trip out to check up on her and there goes a plane, check up on her and help her with stuff around the house, her and my sister and do any shopping they need. So I went out on Thursday, I believe, maybe I even out, went out Wednesday, but, um, oh God, this hurts so fucking bad. But my sister was like, I have a bunch of uh, stuff to recycle. Apparently, she's been, instead of throwing stuff in the recycling bin, she's been just keeping cans and bottles and stuff in, uh, like, lawn bags, like, glad, gigantic, those big-ass trash bags. For two years, she's been saving these. And I didn't know this. They were over on the side of the house. And she's like, hey, I've got a bunch of cans and bottles and stuff. Uh, can we use your truck to take them out uh, up to the recycling plant? Uh, so in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, that'll probably take like 15 minutes. No problem. A couple bags of cans. <laughs> so Friday morning, I uh, uh, she's like, the, they open at 10. 
I'm like, all right. And my sister's one of those people that'll sleep peoples. She's one of those peoples <laughs> that will sleep till like one o'clock. And um, so I was like, yeah, right. You'll be up at 10. So I get up at like 930 and kind of lay around in bed checking email and stuff. And then I'm like, well, it's 10. She's not going to be up, but I'll go to Starbucks and get some coffee. I go downstairs. My sister's just waiting for me. She's like, let's go. Let's go. Let's get these cans up there. And uh, I'm like, okay, fine. Let's do it. Where are the cans? She's like, back your truck up to the side of the house. I'm like, back my truck up? What the fudge? (laughs) So I back my truck over and she has got like probably five or six gigantic bags of cans and like another couple bags of plastic bottles and stuff. And then there's like three trash cans, like hard plastic, like your stereotypical, your stereotypical, yeah, uh, looking trash cans, like plastic ones, and they are full of glass bottles and stuff. And so we throw all the cans in. I have a pretty big truck. We throw them all in the bed of the truck, all these bags of cans, and there's still room. So I'm like, yeah, I think we can fit these trash cans in here. The fuck is that noise? And so... Uh, she's like, you want want some help putting those in there? I'm like, no, I got it. Bend over, grab this giant trash can full of glass, not realizing how fucking heavy it's going to be. Grab it, stand up, just do it all from my back. I don't do any lifting from my weights and throw it in, put it into the back of the truck and then do the other two. And I remember doing it going, ah, I think I should have done that from the legs. I think I should have lifted with my legs. I feel a little sore, but not horrible. I was like, uh, that felt a little, uh, like I might've tweaked something, but I'm fine. We get up to this fucking recycling place and isn't not what I expected. Uh, I hate the noise around here. I, uh, I, I was picturing like going up to an actual like piece of property where there would be like you know, one of those docking bays where they back trucks into or, or something more like the dump where it's just like a lot of cars and a lot of people working there. We go up behind this grocery store and there's just a shack, a little shack. There's one guy working there and there's a line of about 10 fucking people and they all have just as many cans and shit as us. I was just like, oh, fuck, this is going to take forever. And the thing with these places is, and I didn't realize this, to weigh your bags, they have to, you have to use their trash cans. So you take your bags of cans and you empty them out into their trash cans. And their trash cans are a little bit smaller than normal trash cans. So like one bag of cans will fill up two of these fucking things. But there were so many people in line that there were no trash cans available. So we're just lugging all this shit around. And as cans become available, we start collecting them up and putting everything in there. And this was like two hours of waiting in this line in the sun. And I'm standing. There's nowhere to sit. It's the back of a parking lot. I'm standing and my back starts hurting more and more. You know that lower pain, the lower back pain you get when you stand like at a concert or something? And you're like, 
Like, oh my God, I just want to sit down. Maybe you don't know what it's like. Maybe you guys exercise and shit. I believe the key to all this back shit is abdominal muscle strength, which I have none of at the moment. But at, at one point, my muscles in my back feel like they're just starting to seize up. And I'm like, fuck. And I tell my sister, I'm like, you're on your own. I got to go sit in the car. I, I can't stand anymore. I'm in so much pain. So I go and I sit in the car. Finally, she gets all the cans taken care of. And by the way, made like $100. But again, that was from like two years of collecting shit. Um, but uh, yeah, so we get that taken care of. We go back down. And by the way, once we had all the stuff loaded into their trash cans, it was literally 16 trash cans full of bottles and cans. It was crazy. Um, so that was that. And the re- whole rest of the day, I was like, God damn, my lower back hurts. Like, it's really sore. And then um, I went back. I came back to L.A. I'm in L.A. right now. I came back to L.A. Friday night because I had like a housewarming and a barbecue to go to on Saturday So Friday night, I came back to L.A., and after like the hour and a half drive in my car, I got out. I was like, oh, my God, that was was not helping my back at all. It's like really stiff. And um, I get out of the car. I'm just like hobbling to my apartment, and I lay down, and it's just I find a position where I don't feel the pain, and I just stay there. Saturday, I wake up. Worst pain, like top 10 back injury pains I've ever had. Like, it was so bad. Like, I couldn't put on shoes. I've been wearing flip-flops for, like, four days now because I can't bend down to tie my shoe. And I also can't cross my legs. Like, to bring my leg up, like, if I'm sitting and I want to put my right leg up, cross it over my left knee I have to reach as far down my leg as possible you know with my limited bending grab my pant leg and like use my hand to lift my leg up to cross it like it is insane and by the way let's talk about how painful it is to put on pants I can't bend over to put on my pants so I'm literally holding the waistband of my pants with one hand (laughs) And trying to hook my foot. I lift my foot up as high as I can. Like, my back is that bad. Like, it hurts to just bend at all. And um, and I had these events that I was really looking forward to. Like, going to see my friend's house and a barbecue at my other friend's house and pool party. And, like, all I could do at either of these events was just find a comfortable chair and sit the whole time. It was a real bummer. And, like... I had fun, but the whole time in my head, I'm just like, oh, fuck. I'm in fucking pain. I'm in pain. Nothing is fucking helping. Weed is not helping. Aspirin's not helping. Fucking ibuprofen. Like, nothing is helping. It's just like a really acute pain. It's one of those pains in your lower back where you can't pinpoint it. Like, when I'd bend over, I'd get the sharp pain. I'd be like, there it is. And then I'd put my hand back and I'm like, well, that's kind of all over. I can't feel it's somewhere around my hip, but I honestly cannot pinpoint it. 
And over the weekend, like in order to compensate for this pain, I'm sitting in weird positions. So I'm fucking up other muscles in my back. So like the, the muscles in like on the flank of my back, like the, the middle of my back are now really fucking sore from like sitting in weird positions. So that's a whole load of shit. Like I'm, it's just fucking up other parts of my body. And of course this stuff always happens on a weekend where it's like, I I can't get in to see anybody. It's Saturday. It's Sunday. I was like, I have to wait till Monday. And then, um, luckily I saw my friend Mike Escamilla Saturday at one of these parties and He's like a pro BMXer, skydiver, stunt guy, um, very physically active, has had a lot of injuries. And he's got a sauna at his house. And he's also the guy with the ice bath. I think I've talked to you. He, he converted this ice, one of those big ice freezers. Uh, he waterproofed it, sealed off any of the seams, and now it just filled it with water and it just makes ice in this water. And it's, you just sit in it and it's really awesome. It's like, cryo one of those cryo chambers and so at the party saturday i was like dude can can i please come to your house tomorrow and use your sauna and your ice bath he's like yeah man so sunday that's what i did i went over to mike's and i sat in the sauna for like 20 minutes and would slowly like kind of stretch from side to side and lean forward and it seemed like it was helping then I got out when, after like 20 minutes and then sat in the ice water for about two minutes and then back into the sauna and uh, back and forth. And uh, it helped like considerably. I was, it didn't help even like 50%, but it helped enough that I, I noticed a huge difference. Um, sorry, I have to keep leaning back onto this ice pad. So Sunday was a little bit more tolerable Sunday night. And then I I fell asleep at like 9 p.m. on Sunday, which is unheard of for me. Usually it's like 2 or 3. And so I fall asleep watching TV and then wake up at like 2 in the morning. Because, of course, I've slept like 5 or 6 hours. And so my body is like, all right, time to get up. So I was up for about 2 hours in the middle of the night. And then I went back to sleep. And then woke up Monday morning and it felt like everything I had done Sunday had just reverted back to the pain. I was like, oh, I've been laying in bed for too long. I'm stiff. And so I just get up and I go to my acupuncturist. I'm like, thank God they're open today. And I go in and she's like, where does it hurt? And I'm like, here. And she's like, oh, she's like, can you pinpoint it? I'm like, not really. It's just kind of all over. And so she gives me these needles on this pressure point between my thumb and index finger on both hands. And she says, okay, walk around for like 10 minutes and just kind of stretch a little side to side. So I do that and um, I was feeling a little bit looser. And then she had me go in and lay on my stomach and I did uh, acupuncture for probably like 45 minutes to an hour, like just all around that area. And I got to add, laying on my stomach was really painful just for that part of my back. In general, I'm just not a stomach sleeper. And I find that laying on my stomach hurts my lower back. So I was like, this seems almost counterintuitive. But it was helping a little bit. And then they did cupping. Um, 
which kind of pulls everything out to the surface. And I'm not a hundred percent sure how all that works, but so I felt a little bit better, uh, Monday, which is yesterday, um, kind of back to where I was Sunday with the ice and the, the sauna. I was like, okay. And she's like, come back in tomorrow. Cause this is pretty acute. And I go, okay. So I go back in today, wake up again this morning, wake up, everything's fucked again. I'm just in pain. So they do the acupuncture, which helps a little bit, but this pain is so specific and just like, I don't know what to do. And so I walk out after my session feeling a little bit better. And I was like, I gotta, I'm going to go to my chiropractor. And if you've been listening for a while, you've heard me talk about them. They're the people that turned me on to this CBD cream that, uh, that I use, which is amazing. Like they were all biofreeze for, you know, ever since I started going to them like 15 years ago, like this is the best stuff. And it was pretty good. It's like icy hot kind of little more effective. And, uh, and then last time I went in, they're like, Oh no, we've switched to CBD. And I've mentioned it. You can scroll, scroll through the Instagram on this, uh, podcasts, Instagram account, and you'll see the CBD cream and it really does work wonders. So I, I called them up today right after acupuncture. I was just like, I want to cover all bases. I want to go in somebody a little more Western and so they're like, yeah, come on in. <sighs> Hold on. Oh, God. Leaning back on this ice feels good. I knew that going into my, my chiropractor, they weren't going to do an adjustment or pop anything. They don't. This is like a legit chiropractor. I know there's a lot out there that are fucked and give chiropractors a bad name, but these people are amazing. I've been referred to them by some pretty reputable people. And I've been going for 15 years. And usually the most I ever have to go to this place is like once a year, like they fix me and I don't have to go back. They're really good. And I knew going into this, cause I've had similar pain. I, I knew that they would just do like ultrasound, like put that cream on my back and then use the wand to just break up the, uh, you know, the flare up the inflammation. And also they'd probably have a more scientific, like it's right here. It's this muscle or whatever. So I go in and I'm telling her about my pain and what I did to cause it. And, um, she goes, Oh, it's your SI joint. I'm like, what? It's your sac, it's your sacrum, your sacroiliac, sacroiliac, which is what I just said at the beginning of this podcast. And she's like, it's the tendons that join your spine to your hips. And she's like, you've sprained them. She's like, you put a lot of tension on them and sprained them and they're inflamed. And she goes, have you been like exercising and stretching and putting heat on them? And I go, yeah. She's like, you should not do that. She's like, the heat is just going to make it flare up even more. She's like, you want to ice it. She's like, just ice it like four times a day. That's all you should do. Don't stretch. She's like, I know. She's like, that's what everybody does. It seems like, you know, it's stiff and stretching it out will loosen it up. But that's just going to, it's a sprain that's going to keep fucking it up. You know, when you sprain your ankle, you wrap it and put it on ice and don't walk on it. She's like, you got to treat it like that. So she's like, put ice on it for like 15 minutes, four times a day. 
She goes, use the CBD cream, which they gave me a new, because I'm almost out. So they gave me some more CBD cream. She's like, use that four times a day after you ice it. And she's like, and use your TENS unit, which I have and I love. I don't know if I've even mentioned this. Let me look this up, read to you about, maybe I've talked about it. Um, here we go, oh boy. TENS unit. Uh, TENS unit, benefits, side effects, research. Um, what is a TENS unit and how does it work? A transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulation. TENS a unit is a battery-operated device that some people use to treat pain. TENS units work by delivering small electrical impulses through electrodes that have adhesive pads to attach them to a person's skin. These electro electrical impulses flood the nervous system, reducing its ability to transmit pain signals to the spinal cord and brain. The same electrical impulses also stimulate the body to produce natural pain relievers called endorphins. Um... It says in this article, learn more about the uses of a TENS machine and the research on its effectiveness. Uh, TENS units may, be, may help treat the following symptoms. Period pain, labor pain, post-operative pain, joint pain. That's what I'm using it for. Neck and back pain. Um, they may also alleviate pain in that results from the following conditions, uh, endometriosis, arthritis, sports injuries, MS, fibromyalgia, uh, diabetic neuropathy, uh, spinal cord injury. So I've had my TENS unit for a couple years and, um, I use it when I have like fucked up muscles and joint stuff. And it's, it's amazing. I don't know if it's a cure for anything, but it does, like it said, interrupts the uh signals the pain signals at least it does for me um like you put this th these sticky pads on that that attach to this little battery op operated box and you turn it on and they have dials for all the sticky pads and you kind of just you know crank it up to whatever intensity you can take and um it really just like zaps the area where you're sore and you Really don't really feel the pain while that's going on. I, I love them. And um, I was out of pads, and so, which I can get on Amazon for like a dollar, um, but I'm lazy. So she gave me more pads, and after I'm done icing this today, I will use my TENS unit. But yeah, she's just like, do the TENS unit, CBD, and ice four times a day, and don't fucking exercise. She's like, this, will, this is usually an injury that lasts seven to 10 days. And I am on, let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, two, five days. So hopefully it's a seven day injury. Um, hold on. Got to lean back. Oh, motherfucker. It's so crazy. Ugh. Oh, I'm just sweating. I'm just. I have an ice pack on. I'm just sitting here sweating because of the pain. Oh, fudge me, man. But yeah. Oh, oh. And she's like, "Don't put heat on it." Yeah, I think I said that. She's like, "If you go back to your friends, just use this ice bath. Don't, don't use a sauna. 
Don't use a heating pad, just ice only. It is amazing how immobilizing that pain is. Like, (laughs) just getting in and out of the car, getting up from the couch to go to the bat, like, just, like, uh. it's also crazy because this was the week that I was going to start back on, like, everything, like, hitting the gym, diet, because I want to lose, you know, like, 25 pounds for this project that's coming up and so I still have two and a half uh, yeah about two and a half months to lose it um, which which is no problem once I hit it like hard um, and just stick to it I'll be good but god damn what an unfortunate first part of the year it's been You know, I I started keto and started working out with my trainer and it was great. I lost like almost 30 pounds and then, oh, hey, you got a giant kidney stone. We're going to go up your dick with a laser and uh, leave a stent in there so you can't go to the gym. And that puts me into a depression, which just makes me start eating. So for two weeks, I'm just eating like shit and not going to the gym. And then my fucking mom falls and hurts herself. And so I go out to Riverside to help her out. And I'm not like taking care of myself. So it's just more eating shit and not exercising. And that's like two fucking months. And it's next thing I know. Oh, God, sorry. Next thing I know, I've gained back, you know, <laughs> like half, half that weight that I've lost. So... Finally, I was like, okay, everything's back to normal pretty much. Um, I'm home most of the time now. I'm only going out to my mom's like one one day a week. This is going to be great. I can start back up Monday. And then Friday, I fucked up my back. And they're like, yeah, I don't do anything for 10 days. It's like, oh, fuck. Technically, and I know this, I can start the diet. I can just already start eating better. But it's this kind of shit depresses me where it's like, eh, don't move. Don't do anything. Just sit there. Uh, I got to pause this for a second. One second. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Hey, I paused you guys so I could finish the other half of that sandwich. (laughs) But B, I wanted to... Sorry. Maybe this is fine for you ASMR people. (laughs) Um, I also wanted to see what I talked about on last week's podcast. Um, So, yeah, that's my back issues. Um, You know, next week, hopefully, when I record this podcast, it will have been... Like 12, 13 days or something like that. So hopefully this will be fixed. Oh, water. Nice. Um, but I realized I didn't talk about this. I posted something on Instagram, the We're No Doctors Instagram. Oh, this ice feels great. Um, I posted that I was at the dentist last Wednesday or Thursday, I think Wednesday. So it was the day after I recorded last week's podcast. So I definitely didn't talk about this, but 
I was back at the dentist. <laughs> It was like three trips in three weeks. It was tooth extraction. Um, then I went in for the follow-up and to get the stitches out. And then, uh, then I had that whole seasick dehydration trip, which is what we talked about last week. And then um, last Wednesday, I went in and had two cavities filled. I'm really going to town, guys. I'm trying to get everything taken care of. I'm trying to practice what I preach. I realized, you know, I haven't been doing that super well. So I went after I had the, not after I had the tooth pulled, but when I went in for the follow-up two weeks ago, they were like, everything looks great. And I go, hey, can we just now schedule... I go, I need some, I know I need some gum. My gums are kind of fucked up and uh, it's like some periodontal issues, I think it is. But like, that's going to be a whole ordeal. Um, but I also had like two or three cavities and I, maybe even more. I was like, uh, can we just start scheduling these cavities getting fixed? Because I don't want any more root canals. I don't want any more tooth extractions. I want to preemptively take care of this shit. So she's like, yeah, come in next Wednesday. And so this past Wednesday, I went in and had two cavities filled right in right next to each other. I got to fucking say, you know, I had the tooth pull a molar, a giant freaking molar with like three or four roots, like way down into my bone. I had a giant molar pulled out and, um, it took five minutes and I literally did not take any pain medication. They gave me a prescription for ibuprofen, like really strong ibuprofen. I have Norco's in the house, uh, or in the apartment. I didn't even take, I don't even think, I, I think I maybe have taken one Tylenol when I first got back from having the tooth pulled. But like the whole weekend after I had had that tooth pulled, I didn't even take Tylenol. And I had no pain really. Like, like nothing. It was amazing. And the whole thing took like five minutes to have that thing pulled out. And so I was feeling cocky. I'm like, yeah, let's, uh, Let's do two fillings. Let's do that next week. I go, I'm feeling invincible. Let's, let's get those taken care of first. She's like, all right. Fuck, man. It took a lot longer because they have to drill out the holes, uh, clean them out, fill them. It, like, it takes a while. It's not just clamping onto a dead tooth and <laughs> yanking. Um, so I had those filled. They gave me, you know, my Novocaine injections. I guess, I think it's Novocaine. I'm not sure what it is anymore. They gave me my shots to numb me. Oh, I got to add this. This has never happened to me at the dentist before, but I've been waiting for it to happen. <laughs> uh, I have a really weak gag reflex. It's not strong at all. Like I will gag brushing my tongue, 
And I'm surprised I've never gagged at the dentist. So they give you like a topical solution to numb your gums before they give you the shots to numb your jaw. And it really doesn't taste great. It tastes kind of chemically and fucking nasty. Um, But they just put it where they need to. So Friday they put some on and I'm laying there waiting for the doctor and waiting for the to get numb enough that they can give me the shots. And I'm in the office by myself. And I think some of the topical solution kind of like mixed into my saliva or whatever and dribbled down into my throat. And not only did it start making my throat numb, but I could also just taste it really strong. And I started fucking gagging. (laughs) Thank God no one saw it. But I was just going... My eyes were watering and I managed to pull it together, but (laughs) I'm surprised that has not happened in 50 years of my life uh, until now. But so they numb me up, they give me the shots and then they do this procedure to get my fillings and it takes a while and I'm just fighting vertigo because I'm laying back far in a chair and for me laying back is just the worst and um, they finally take care of it and I get back home and as the anesthetic wears off my jaw I'm in the worst fucking pain like It was baffling. It, I was like, why does this hurt? It's the same shots in my gum as the other one. But like it was day, it was like a couple days of, it was like two days of like my gums hurt and it wasn't the teeth. So it wasn't the, the actual, sorry, I got to sit back. It wasn't the actual uh, cavities being filled. It, it's where they put the, uh, give you the shots in your gums. I don't know if they went deeper into my gums or what, but oh my God, it was two days of like, oh my God, my gums are killing me. She's like, you may have some, uh, you know, we filled in this too. So uh, for the next couple days, you may have some sensitivity to like hot and cold, probably mostly cold, um, but that'll go away. And um, she was right. (laughs) I was feeling good most of the day, and I had this really ice-cold glass of water, and just like, oh, God, no. I'm going to take this ice pack off. It's been half an hour. So I just want to lay down. It's really hard sitting here and recording. I just want to lay down, but I have to have this done today. Oh, mamma mia. I was, when I was at the (laughs) acupuncturist, there was someone in a room next to me that was in so much pain. Like I I could barely hear the conversation, but he's like, yeah, it's really bad. And she's like, okay, lay down. And I just hear him going, "Oh, oh, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) 
That's the worst part about going to like health facilities is just hearing other people's suffering. Ooh, maybe that's the title. Other people's suffering. I'm going to write that down. Yeah, like I go to the hospital. I hate going to the hospitals. Anytime I'm in there, you know, for myself, like in an emergency room is the worst. Like I can be in an emergency room where it's just like triage, where you don't have your own room, but everyone's like kind of um, just in the same room, but they're just divided by curtains. And so you hear people crying your loved ones crying, you hear people screaming and <laughs> you hear, you hear a nurse or doctor go, all right, this is going to hurt for just a second. <laughs> Usually I hear them say that and I plug my ears because what follows is just like, ah, oh God. <laughs> and it's followed by hearing them. Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, wake up. Like they've passed out from the pain. (laughs) And then it's silent. (laughs) Like, Mr. Smith, you're in shock. (laughs) It is the worst part. Like that alone is worth uh, avoiding an emergency room. Is not for your own pain and just the shittiness of having to wait or the bills that you're going to get. It's having to endure the sounds. It's like a haunted house. Emergency rooms are just like haunted houses, like audibly just, they just need the sound of like jingling chains. (laughs) Cause there are some moans that are very ghostly. What's wrong over there? Are you a ghost? No, I cucumber broke off in my asshole. Hats off to all you people in the medical profession. For the horrible shit, especially the nurses. I got to say, cleaning up the poops and the pukes and just. I guess you just get used to it, which is crazy to me. And that's not just medical. I I mean, I guess people who have children, like I was, I don't have kids, but I was like, I don't know if I can have kids just because I don't want to have to change a diaper. I have such an aversion to poop. And all my friends with kids are like, man, man, you get used to it. It's nothing, dude. Yeah, it's gross at first. Then you, you just... It happens every day, <laughs> like every day, huh? Pass. That's not for me. I don't want kids, although, you know, when I do visit these hospitals and hear the people yelling and crying and screaming, it is comforting to hear their loved ones in the room with them. Dad, it's going to be okay. Just hang in there, Dad, just a few more seconds. I'm the dude that's in there with a kidney stone by myself. <laughs> just g- 
bearing down, biting my own lip, going, oh, somebody was here. I wish one of my friends was here. <laughs> Which is conceivable now. I've had friends come and visit me in the ER when I've, uh, you know, been passing a kidney stone. Not every time, but it, it's happened. It's nice to have somebody there. Um, but, you know, people get old. Who knows? Who, who knows what gonna, it's going to be like when I'm an old man. Maybe I won't have any friends at all. <laughs> Maybe I'll outlive all my friends. That's not true. I'm six foot six. I'm overweight. We don't live long. Tall people live way shorter lifespans. That's such a bummer. Congratulations, all you shorties. Is that the title? Congratulations, all you shorties. You never hear on those news stories like NPR or on like Good Morning America where they're like, and now we're going to go to Loma Linda, California, where the oldest living person in the United States is celebrating their 113th birthday. And they cut to Loma Linda and it's never a giant. <laughs> it's never like someone who's 6'10". Where the, the reporter's holding the mic up as high as they can, stretching. No, it's always a tiny, tiny person. Usually Japanese. What's the secret? Oh, lots of vegetables. Lots of vegetables. I'm always amazed when they're like, oh, I smoke every day. Uh, have two glasses of whiskey. I don't exercise at all. I just lay on the couch watching TV. That's what I'm hoping for, but it hasn't happened yet. I'm just praying that science... Um, I'm just praying that science advances, you know, a lot faster so that by the time I'm in my 70s, which is in 20 years, I will... Uh, I have a lot more options for extending my life <laughs> where it's literally like, Oh, we have this syringe full of little micro robots. We're going to in inject this into your arm and that these little micro robots are just going to swim through your bloodstream, fixing everything. I think that's, that's going to happen. I, I mean, I think that's what I've heard. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think that's where science is going. Ideally, they want just little nanobots that go into your blood and like, oh, this is a cancer cell. Let's zap it. What happens then, though, when people are like, no, we've wiped out cancer. We can zap it with a microbot. Um, so now people are living to 160. So now the, now the population is just way out of control and there's nowhere to live or get food anymore. We've extended your life to, uh, so you can experience this hellscape that we call earth. It's like, um, what was the Matthew McConaughey movie interstellar where they're just like desperately trying to find another planet to live on because earth is fucked. It's just dirt. <laughs> 
That's what it'll be like. They'll, they'll extend everyone's life. So everyone's living longer, consuming more food, having babies and the population explosion is just going to be off the charts. There'll be a trillion, there'll be trillions of people, hundreds of trillions of people with no, (laughs) no food, but pretty healthy. (laughs) Oh, I got to finish this so I can go lay down. I might call it here. I mean, I I know it's only been 45 minutes and I still got to do some stuff for Stitcher, but uh, I'm in so much fucking pain just sitting. I want to lay on my couch, put the CBD cream on, and I guess just watch TV or play video games. Um, That's what I want to do. I just want to heal. I'm in so much pain. (laughs) Like I can't cross my legs. Like just having to lift my leg with my hand to put it up on my knee so I can tie a shoe. That's dumb. My sacrum. Ugh. Yeah, I'm going to end it here. I'm just, I can't even focus now. I'm in so much pain. I just took the ice pack off and I'm just like, Put some cream on there, guys. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Um, hopefully, I'll have a better uh, prognosis for you next week. Hopefully, I'm up and at them and feeling great and, and back at the gym. I, I need to lose like 25 pounds. I, ideally, that's what I want to lose by September, 25 pounds. It's totally doable. Oh, but I got to make some changes. All right. Um, Hope you guys have a great day. Whatever day it is you're listening to this, hope your upcoming weekend is awesome and your uh, following week is even better. Uh, Lift with your legs. (laughs) Bye. A podcast network.